Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today, I'm here with Janine. Hey. <laughs> You're born in Auckland? Yes, Auckland, yeah. New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Are your parents from there as well? Yeah, yeah, they oh. still live there. What do they do? Um, they are, they actually just retired. Yeah, oh. they retired, but they did a bunch of stuff. Like, they had a sports, sports store, that's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was like a family-owned sports store that they did? Yeah, or? so we all worked in the sports shop. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Well, funny enough, my, my dad was the singer in like a musical, and that's in a church musical, which is how he met my mum. But, I, I mean, he was, he's like, he's super musical, and my, um, my nana was also like a painter. Mm-hmm. So I think they're like, I don't know, it's kind of creative. Um, it's really funny because me and my sister are definitely the more like artsy, like my parents are way more like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they're just more like... Business or... Yeah, and like, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. And me, me and my sister are all like wafty, creative, <laughs> like pushing for dreams type of mm-hmm. like move to America kind of people, yeah. Yeah. Well, are you in, in Auckland or were you in like a... In the suburbs. Well, I grew up in kind of the the suburbs. It was like mm-hmm. out. It was only like twenty minutes out of the city, but yeah. it was like um, farm. But then it's, it was like a farm. But then there's also like it's like farm and then hood. Like it's a strange like combination. Like we'd end up having like it was just it was such a mixture. It was like concrete jungle ten minutes away and farm there, and then we'd all have parties together, and we'd end up having like barn parties and like dance to Tupac. It was a very interesting oh, kind of like combination. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? <laughs> Not the music I wanted to listen to, really. Yeah. Well, my dad, my dad like got me into like Celine Dion. He listened to that, but they, he was more into like classical type of music, and then I loved like. R&B and like yeah. soulful voices and like um, and like hip hop and stuff. So it was definitely a like a different. We have different, definitely different tastes in music. <laughs> Do you remember how you found the R&B music? Um, well, I guess it started probably with Mariah Carey. Mm. And um, yeah, so I would listen to like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion a lot, and I was like, I loved. I just wanted to sing like Mariah Carey. Like I went and did um, the classical singing when I was a kid. And my parents were just like, because they wanted me to do that. They wanted me to do classical singing. And I was like, I just want to sound like Mariah. And they're like, when you're older, you can make that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> was it, did you buy, so you bought CDs? Is that how you found it? Or Yeah, oh, I had cassette yeah. tapes. Oh, it's part yeah, of the cassette yeah. tape generation. <laughs> <laughs> I had cassette tapes. I used to put, um, I used to put, like have those those super old school cassette things that had the two cassette tapes mm-hmm. and then I had like this really cheap little microphone and I had this little setup as a kid so I would record I would like play like Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and then record myself like singing over it onto the next tape so I would just like dub myself recording I love that. and then CDs came yeah. in and then so I had the CD player hooked up to the tape machine mm-hmm. and it was like you yeah. figured out how to do covers. Yeah, I figured out how to record covers. I was engineering myself when I was yes. like five years old. I, love I used that. to make my friends come over and do it. I had the original SingStar. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get into the open mics originally? Yeah, so when I was, um, I started doing open mics with my original songs when I was about 14. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would like go sneak into bars and just lie about my age. I, I think sometimes I would take my sister's ID. She's four oh. years older. And uh, but she actually she showed me one of them um, in the first place. She had a friend that did it. So I, yeah, I would go to these like bars and school nights and sing acoustic. I got my license super early, so I would just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I would sing, like play my guitar and sing my original songs. Yeah to like five drunk people <laughs> while they just talked over me the whole time oh so that was my introduction to like original doing my mm-hmm. like open mics and stuff what was the music scene like back then there like was there even a community really or i mean yeah there's definitely like i mean especially in the city like i mean auckland city that's where mm-hmm. i would go for the open mics auckland city i mean it's expanded a lot since then as well but it it's like any city you know like any mm-hmm. country you go to if you go to like a downtown city it's kind of all the same like yeah but no I definitely I mean I was just getting into it but the scene is really strong New Zealand is a really solid music scene we have mm-hmm. a lot of artists doing well um so you kind of knew that one day you were able to make it your career yeah even but we're but the mu- <laughs> yeah um yeah I I think that I didn't you never like really know how it's gonna work mm-hmm. but I think if you really want something you can't doubt it like I don't think there was no plan B. It was always just like, oh, I'm going to be a singer. Okay, I'll be a singer. That's so cool. And I was a little delusional about like how easy it was going to be, mm. which um, I think you also have to be a little delusional. Like, <laughs> I mean, I moved. I gave up everything and moved to the States to like try, you know, like, mm-hmm. and there's been so many things that, you know, I wouldn't, I'm glad I went through, but I wouldn't necessarily want to go through again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, um, I think you have to like, just have that attitude. Like, I'm going to make plan A work. And be a little delusional, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. And they just keep keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be, but I've definitely come a long way from when I grew up and started doing open mics and mm-hmm. stuff. Did you like school growing up? What's that? Did you like school? Yes, I yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like I never liked having to be somewhere. To, like I didn't like the structure. But then when I don't have structure, I want structure. It's such a funny way to be, but. I loved, um, I loved being at school. I loved, mm-hmm. like, because I also was super into sports, so I would, like, love oh. playing sports. I loved lunch times. <laughs> Could play sport. And, like, um, I wish I had paid more attention in school. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things now that, like, I even studied music. Oh, and I barely of Auckland? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I barely, the funny thing is I barely went to, like, classes. Oh, you And, like, so all? I did things like production and studies oh. and things as well. And it wasn't until, like, after school that I was actually really got into it and like was learning it myself and I was like man I wish I just paid like I did just enough like I was always like uh I was always fine with cram studying and like getting through things you know and Mm -hmm. it would um but yeah in the end I was like I could have got so much more out of school you know and now I'm like now I'm at that age where I want to learn things so just random things I'll be like oh I should learn a language or I just want to learn how to do this or just like Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're a kid, you're just like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> what was the decision to study music compared to just like doing it full time or like trying to already like have a crack at your yeah. career? Yeah, well, it's funny because I don't think anybody needs a music degree to do stuff. And I think also a lot of the time people who are not as people that just do it, I think it's better. Like you can't, you have to dive in. Mm-hmm. You can't just study. But my thing was, I wasn't even really going to study and then a music and then one of my teachers from high school found it and was like you should try this and I was like okay because I was I was also really into arts like I was thinking about mm. going and doing fine arts and oh, then wow. I was like well I should do business and like you know because I can or and then 
but yeah, I decided to do the music thing. But for me, the most important thing was um, was really like putting those three years into music and like because I feel like that age straight out of high school into university is like a time where you really kind of like figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. and like you are really like solidifying you know trying to figure out who you are and I think just going and doing music every day and being around musicians but that wasn't enough you have to do it outside of school like I was booking my own shows I was oh, wow. making flyers and like putting them up like old school with the bucket and the paste in the middle of the night like I did every single aspect of it and did the open mics because there's still people that I went to school with which who were even more talented than I am or like naturally were just really good but they didn't like work hard or they're like how do you book a show and it's like there's certain things that school can't teach you you have mm. to go out and you know like people will do that all the time now they'll like message me but like, how do you get a late a record deal I'm like that's like the that's like the most dumb question yeah I mean I get it but it's like first off you can't yeah you can't that can't be your goal your goal has to be to make good music and I was like and I feel like anyone who wants to be successful is like you have to do it anyway you have to want to do it regardless if you ever make money off it or not because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just not it's not worth it yeah you know? and there's just so many factors and so many things that align but I feel like if that's your only goal you're not gonna achieve it yeah and also it's like they come to you yeah <laughs> there's like, kind of like yeah. the only thing you can really do I don't think labels are actually taking submissions and like listening yeah it's just too much music were you in a ska band i was you do your research (laughs) i was in a ska band um yeah in high school i was gonna say the name and then i was like no i don't want anyone to ever find anything (laughs) about it but yes i was in a a ska band (laughs) i don't know if i should be looking at this i've just been looking at i've just been looking yeah i look wherever wherever's comfortable (laughs) did you like being in bands or do you kind of always know that you want to be a solo artist i like being in bands Mm. um you know, like, when I have, like, my band on the road with me or anything, I'm like, we're, although I'm, it's Janine, I'm like, we're a band. Like, I feel like everyone on stage is a part mm-hmm. of the thing. I like, I feel like everyone on my team is part of the team. Like, I, I, it's the hardest part about being a solo artist, you don't, is, like, celebrating alone. Like, oh, I want other people yeah. to feel that joy. And, like, when we're on stage, we are all putting on the performance. So, yeah, I like mm-hmm. the band. I like the togetherness and, like, the team. Mm -hmm. Did you have a name before Janina and the Mixtape? Was that your first name? So I used to go by, I just used to use my name. I used to go by Janine Foster. Mm -hmm. And then um, it started with me doing acoustic guitar and performing. But then Mm -hmm. it got bigger and I had a band and then I would do things like, I used to have like a loop pedal and a synthesizer and my beats and my electric guitar and like Mm -hmm. I'd loop things and it got big. But because it was my full name, people used to just like book me lower on the list. Oh. Because I thought I was just like a quiet acoustic opener, even though I wasn't. Oh, that's so interesting. So I was like, ah, I want to change my name. And then I changed it right before I came to New York for the first time. So I booked, after university, I booked a month of shows. And um, I booked like six shows for the, it's just been a month to mm-hmm. go to New York. I'd never been. And I was like, I want to go, I want to have a bigger name so people think I'm this bigger act. And like, I came up with this name that suited me at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is when I changed it to Janine the Mixtape so that they thought, like, oh, it's a big sound, yeah. a big band. So I could get like so booked up the top, like, of the list. Yeah. So I wasn't that opener. I yeah. love that. Oh my God. That's how it started. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, yeah, and then I got like sick of it recently. Well, mm-hmm. I, I still love, you know, and the Mixtape is just, I feel like I've grown so much since then. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to, uh, my name to represent yeah. me. And I don't feel like I need like a big name to like, like a weird, quirky name to get mm-hmm. people's attention where I feel like I'm working to make that, my music should make that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. 
And then in 2012, you decided to move to Brooklyn? Or, yes. Yeah. So I um, used like the postgraduate visa thing to go. Um, although I'd actually went a little bit after I graduated, but I mm -hmm. forgot to apply to graduate. Yeah. So there was like a little loophole that I oh. allowed to, managed to use. Smart. Um, are we going to walk in front? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I decided to work. So I just went there and I was like working full time, just like shoe store, random jobs, um, doing like music full time. That was like a, I went yeah, deep out, deep, deep out in Brooklyn. And I was like getting like zero to four hours sleep every night and just grinding away. Wow. And that's how I put out my first EP, which I'd recorded in New Zealand and then just like finished off in, mm -hmm. Dark in, in New York. Yeah, Dark Mind yeah. EP. So. And I released that, but because of all like the networking I'd done, it got put on like some publications like oh. Billboard and um, Complex and Vibe posted it, and wow. which was really cool. And um, so yeah, I was just doing that, and then I did that for a year, put the EP out, and um, and I like my visa ran out, had to go back to New Zealand, and mm -hmm. I was like, no, how am I gonna get back to the yeah. states? And then um, the people at VH1 saw my music through the blogs. And then they put it on like TV programs. Oh. So that's how like the um, and then they put it on a couple that did well, and they were like they put this on one that did well, and, and then they put it on yeah, Love and Hip Hop oh. Atlanta. Right when I was back in New Zealand, I was like, insanely broke. Like, how am I gonna get back to America? I don't want to be in New Zealand. I want to like keep chasing the dream. And then um, yeah, I went on there, and then it went to like the top of the charts in the U.S. And that night, I had like every major label calling. Wow. And the next day, I like every major label. So in a few weeks, I was back in the states, and then I signed with Atlantic Records. Yeah. And then I just got to come back and do music full time. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been like I've seen so many different levels to America, like especially New York, because like you know I saw the the months like the touristy kind of like surface, and then I mm -hmm. worked there, and I was like in the grind of it all. So I saw like the you know the the working culture, like just the real like underground grind where. Especially in the retail like scene of of New York and the, the skate scene of New York and the underground music scene of New York and then coming back and being signed and I'm still not like a top top artist so I haven't seen that level yet mm -hmm. but like you know being a different level where the doors open a little quicker now yeah and I just get to do music which is pretty <laughs> awesome. How did you decide to sign with Atlantic because you had so many people reaching out? Yeah well um, Atlantic's the only label that asked me to sing in person oh only label so crazy damn. Craig Kelman okay. is um I I did think uh it kind of it actually came down to them and I don't know if I should say but anyway it came down to them yeah. and like I love like Republic as well mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it was um Craig Craig Kelman was like he was the one responsible for putting taking Aaliyah and putting her with Missy Elliott and Timberland oh. and like creating that vibe and then like the just a lot of collaborations. I remember the Boy Is Mine, the Brandy Monica collaboration. He like, he loves music. Like he's such a, a record man rather than like a shark, as they say. Like, mm -hmm. whereas, um, I do think Republic's incredible with business, and there's so many great labels, and like, there's pros and cons to all of them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my journey's been a bit slow with Atlantic, but they are like very much into building. They're into career artists, mm -hmm. and I like that about them. But yeah, he. I went over to his like living room and then just like there was here's like this here's the largest the world's record play like, the largest amount of records or something. Yeah. He's like so he has this room, this business room like in his house and it's just like lined with records. And we're talking and he just like can you sing something? 
just like on the spot and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I sung a few songs and then he was just like really in and then got me to sing for like this whole panel at the label and I just liked that he was really about the music mm. and then it was a little quiet after I signed and then they re-released Dark Mind EP and nothing really happened I don't think it got pushed the way it should have mm -hmm. things were too slow but when I recorded my album and I brought it to Craig he was like he like loved it. He loved my album from the jump. This was a couple of years ago. It's ta again taken a long time to come out, but he went. I love. He like stayed true to his word. He went in like he was like the hi hats at like two minutes and twenty two seconds of numb. We should raise that volume and like. He oh was, wow. Um, you know, but he was also like sent me this amazing email. He's like, I wouldn't change one song. Like I love them all, but he would go through with me and like, like just help with the little details. And I was like, that's very rare for like the head of music at a record label to still be like into the details that's what I love about Atlantic is that the people I mean, let's say you don't sign to labels you sign to people mm -hmm. and also Julie, uh, Julie Greenwald as well she's such a beast she's like in the business side of things mm -hmm. she's like another head and she I love that she's such a strong woman she's a beast she gets things done but she's also so warm and mm -hmm. motherly and respected and I feel like as a you know as a woman that's a very hard balance to achieve yeah and so I just loved like she came up she brought like DMX through and like all these people through mm -hmm. and I was like <laughs> at a time when women weren't like in the business the same way so I'm like just the combination of having like that love for music and then that strong like I just love the I love the dynamic mm -hmm. and yeah and I've just I've gone to work with really cool people and um, they've stuck with me even though I'm not like the hugest artist in the world yet so. <laughs> yeah but when you first moved to the U.S., you just, was it you broke up from like a five-year relationship and you were like going through some stuff while you yeah, were writing? While yeah, while I was, I mean, yeah, I I was living in the States and then we, we yeah. broke up. Um, yeah, it was actually with a really awesome person. It was just like me at the time. That's the too late, the guy too late's about. Mm. Too late, you've got, yeah, did that make sense? I think it kind of, yeah. Was, yeah, so... But yeah, I mean, I went through a lot of stuff. I mean, just moving away from everyone, not having that support system and growing up and that whole like not sleeping thing kind of messes with your mind. The longer you do it as well, it's hard to keep balance. But yeah, I mean, coming out of something when you're with someone for five years and you lose your best friend and then, you know, and it was like me, but then, I, you know, you still love the person. And, it's like, yeah. and then I dated really crappy people. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like karma being like, oh, the welcome to America. Like... I, it's just it's just one of those things like culturally I'm it's different as well I feel like yeah where I'm from usually it's like when people like kind of date it's like oh you're together like that's how it works yeah. like it's just like it's so I don't know if it's the same now it's, I've been out of the country for so long but when I left it was like if you start talking to someone it's just oh, you it's guys oh it's very serious and then yeah I mean it's like well while you're talking you're just talking to one person and then I moved to America and I'm like oh you guys have a rotation okay <laughs> You have to get used to the rotation, you and you like you either join, as well. you either play the game, or you like don't, and you I don't know. It's like yeah. And I was like trying to figure out like, do I try to be like these people, or do I just be myself? And then I was like, you know, what, I'm just gonna be me. Yeah. And then like, so I don't. But it's you know, it was definitely like a learning experience because I took everyone for like what they said was true, and then I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is this is yeah, not smart. That's so true. You <laughs> <laughs> can't trust anybody. <laughs> How did your song with Pusha T come about? Uh, so I actually, the label hooked that up. Oh. Um, 
which was really, really cool. But it's funny because when I was working back at this t-shirt shop in New Zealand, I used to always crank Fear of God. Mm -hmm. So they presented a few people and um, I was like, yes! And then when I got that, I was actually in New Zealand at the time, like back there, when they sent the verses over. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the studio. I actually haven't met him. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, Pusha T just said Janine. Like he said my name. Yeah. This is so crazy. He did like two verses, which is awesome. Um, we were meant to film a music video together. It was actually in the contract. He didn't mm -hmm. do it, but you know, I'm not holding grudges. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. It was so crazy because his album came out on the same day oh. as mine. But then also he's beefing with Drake, and I, I love know. Drake. I love Drake so much. And I was like, no, I don't want this to ruin my chances of doing a song with Drake, you know? No. But I'm also like, stop fighting Drake. He's just, I know, just that's why I felt like I had to bring it up, especially today. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. No, but I love, I love Drake. I mean, I think Push is, is incredibly talented, and I'm a big fan, but, you know, I'm like... Someone's like, hey, Janine, who do you want to do a song with? Like, what? Pick a side. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I picked Team Drake. Like, I can't... I'm gonna get so much hate for this from all the hip hop heads. I'm sorry. Okay. What was your inspiration behind Too Late? Too Late was um was actually was a song about the guy that I was with for a really long time. Who mm -hmm. was an amazing person. I just wasn't ready, and um like I let him go, and then after that it got like messy. You know when you're still like talking, but oh, you yeah. like it just got. And he was just such a good person, and I know, like, the way, you know, in the end, the way we broke up and things we went through, I was like, man, I just, I feel like I could have, he just deserved really good things, you know, and I feel like it's, you can't ever break up with someone and it's, like, easy, you know, it's yeah. not like, but, uh, yeah, it, I, so the song was about me being, like, I just, I'd gone through another crappy, I'd gone through a breakup, and I was just, like, I kept dreaming, I just spent dreaming about him. That's how it starts. It was like I dreamt of you the last few nights and we made love like our past lives. Like, like felt good to see you again and feel your sun under my skin. It was like that thing of just like, it's been so long. Mm. We don't, and um, he's, he's like married, he has a kid. He's, he's super happy and I'm like, I'm so incredibly happy for him. Like he mm -hmm. deserves all the happiness in the world. And I feel like, so the, for me the notion is like, I think, I think asking for forgiveness is selfish. Apologizing's not. You should mm. say saying I'm sorry is 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 beautiful, and you should just leave that. You should be like I'm sorry. And but I think when people are like, do you forgive me? It's like they're just being like, hey, make me feel better. Yeah. So actually, and the whole thing is like, I think the person's, I think the guy is an amazing person. Like we don't talk. Um, it's fine. We're fine. Like we mm. we're in, like we're, we're left in a good place, and um, I don't. It's like I don't want him. I'm not like, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm not like, it's not like a, oh, I want you back at it all. It's just that whole thing of like, you know, it'd just be cool to catch up at some point. Just be like, cool. Like, I just miss, sometimes, it's like that whole thing of like, sometimes I miss us. It's not, I'm not trying to do anything. But also, like the thing said at the second verse, like, I'd love to sit down and clear things up. Um, like, or just talk about music. But it's, what would that do for you now? Because you have a wife and a child. It's like, it's selfish of me to even reach out to say, hey, like, why would I? why would I do that you know like I said I'm also like I'm happy doing me it's really like I'm, like mm. trying to stress I'm like I'm not trying to steal <laughs> him away like there's nothing that I'm so happy that he's happy and that's why I'm like sometimes it's too late to say like it's too late to go in and be like hey I'm sorry or I love and it's too way too messed up to say like I love you like you just gotta be like I'm happy you're happy and that's why it says why I said like 
don't get it twisted, I'm not asking for forgiveness. I'm just saying I do things a little different. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm not asking you to be like, you know, I forgive you. I'm just saying like, you know, like I wish I'd done things a little differently, but I'm so happy you're happy. And I'm just going to let you be happy because that's the, that's the good thing to do to someone. That's, yeah. So many people try to mess up relationships and they're selfish. Like just if you see your ex happy, let them be happy, you know, mm -hmm. just don't try to, <laughs> yeah. How about for your album, the inspirations? Oh, there's so many different inspirations in my album. Um, I cover new love. I cover breakups. I covered that one, which was a long time. It was like six or seven years ago. So it's really like off the, <laughs> when I talk about it, it sounds like it's fresh. But no, that's way in the past. It's way done. Um, so about new love. Um, and I also talk about, there's a song People, it's, I like writing things that people don't always know about, but I cover like things as, I cover like a, abuse in one, I cover, um, I cover like equality, there was a mm. time a lot, when I started writing songs, we were like marching for Black Lives Matter, because um, there was just so many like innocent kids being shot, so Wrong Thing is actually about that, but it's just one of those ones that are written, I write things in ways where people can get what they want from it, so I covered, I covered like, being in love, I covered really messy, bad relationships, I covered the sexual element of it, I covered abuse, and I covered like equality, but there's like all kind of under umbrella where people will be like, oh, is this one relationship? It's like, no, 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 there's, there's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I took inspiration from like different, yeah, different, different relationships and different perspectives, because sometimes it takes a little while to be able to, after something's happened, Sometimes you can look back on it and be like, oh, I have a different, you know, mm -hmm. different people in my lives, different times, they all got, they all got a mention. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say your music has changed since the early songs you wrote? Definitely more sassy. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think I, it's funny now because I think I'm in a different place. Like I was really hurt. I came out of like Don't Love Me is like the, a key song I, when I, a couple of years ago, over a couple of years ago now. Like three years ago, I was just like really hurt by somebody, and they were not a. The. Uh, I mean, I don't like to. I don't talk like to talk about about my exes. Like I'll be like, I'll say when people are good, and he had good points, but there was just some stuff that was very dark, mm. and it was really it wasn't not a good situation. And so I wrote the album, and I think I was trying to be like, I'm good, I'm strong now, and I was like, sassy, super sassy, and then I was like, really, I was still just broken. You know, now I feel like I'm in a better place where, you know, I still go up and down of being brokenhearted or not. But I think um, I like the I like the sass. I'm definitely more like strong and sassy, and it's more sexual than my other stuff. Um, but I do think even since then I have like new perspectives on things where I could would be a little bit more balanced. But I also really wanted to show my songwriting mm. and my vocals on this album. Like I wanted to show, and it's funny as well because I recorded the singing two years ago or over two years ago so my voice has gotten so much better since the album oh. so when I listen to the album I'm like I don't think other people would pick up on it but like for me although people that came to my live shows were like man you're even better in person which is great but also sucks because I'm like damn it the album should be like better than I actually sound so many people's albums are better than they sound but um but yeah no I did definitely want to show like my mm -hmm. vocal range and ability outside of relationships would would you say have been your biggest challenges? Oh, oh man, where do I start? <laughs> no, um, I think, I think first off balance, 
Hmm. Life balance is always a challenge. Um, making sure you look after like your body and your health and stay fit and your work and your friends. Balancing is a challenge. Um, the industry has definitely been a challenge, like waiting for the album to come out, which I also don't think you should ever wait. That's my fault. Like I should have put out mixtapes. I should have. I mean, I was always on the edge. Like it was always meant to come out and it didn't. And then, but I definitely think waiting for the album was very hard on me. Um, but like I said, I now looking at it, I'm like I could have done so much more. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Balance and balance and like business and music business is definitely like couple of pretty big <laughs> ones. They'll probably think of more later, but you know, it's also not being around people that you really love, hmm. like your friends or your family and moving and not having a conventional, I mean that kind of comes back to relationships though, like of um, trying to figure out like how I still want to be able to have a family and do all that. How does that tie into this hectic life that I've just created myself? Like there's no rules in, in creatives' lives, like the way we're restructuring what's norm and like you know where I come from and my parents background is like you go to school and you get married then you buy a house and then you um like you know have kids and then they go to school and then yeah. for us it's like <laughs> what are we doing like what's how does this work you know there's no I don't have to get up at a certain time yeah you know I don't have to go to bed at a certain time <laughs> it's like <laughs> weird yeah what does love mean to you love a oh, man Love, love is everything. Love's like a feeling that's like not always spoken. Love should make you feel good. It doesn't always, but it should have, love should have a good intention. Mm-hmm. Love is always, I guess that love is kind. <laughs> love should, but love is a love. You should love what you do. You should love and be grateful. Love is gratitude and love is energy. And uh, love should always have good intentions. Mm-hmm. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Ooh. It's so funny. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. And I was like, does it really matter? Isn't it kind of a little bit, like, ego-driven to want to be, like, have a legacy or be remembered? It's like, I'm gone. But mm-hmm. I would love I would love to be remembered for making a change. And I would love to inspire change. Mm-hmm for the better when it comes to bringing people together, to making people feel better. Um, so that's what I would like. I would like my memory to inspire people to be better, do better, and, and like have changed people's lives. And for my family to, after me, mm-hmm. hopefully give them a better start at life. That's I love that. Thank you so much. Thank this you. Awesome. <laughs> this has been awesome. <laughs> Bye, guys.